0: we find ourselves in a world encouraging us to tune out when our greatest power is to tune in. This leads us to miss the magic and wisdom inherently within and all around us. This is Tune In With Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature and belong to the animate earth. I'm your host Marcy Moberg, an intuitive soul guide, shadow worker, and plant spirit teacher. On this podcast, you'll find deep conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning intuitive questions. Equal parts spiritual and human, my work is trauma-informed and always practical. I'm so glad that your intuition led you here. Welcome. By the way, this is a Patreon-supported podcast. You can join starting at $10 a month. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. Hey there, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I am your host, Intuitive Soul Guide Marcy Moberg, and I'm so grateful that you are here today, and it's really wonderful to be with you. As I continue with season four of the podcast, we are exploring the wisdom of plants. Um, And what that means is how to cultivate relationships with green friends and the elder consciousness we meet when we do connect with plant spirits, as well as some themes, some core issues that come up. And today I want to explore one of those, and that is I want to explore the shadow of self-reliance, this idea of relying on just our own selves, and how plant spirits can bring us back into maybe more of a balanced place. But before I dive into that, I really want to invite you to join my Patreon. If you're unfamiliar with Patreon, it is a subscriber platform with tiers that start at $10 a month, and they support me to actually create this podcast each month. I put a lot of uh, love into every single episode. It takes me like... (laughs) A lot of hours actually to make the podcast. Uh, it's a one-woman show over here, so I do all the researching, the writing, the editing, the recording, the editing, the compiling, the uploading, the scheduling, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it would be wonderful um, if you love this podcast to support me in that way. Um, in addition to supporting a podcast that you love, patrons receive exclusive benefits, like bonus podcast episodes that are not available anywhere else, uh, plant spirit practices that I create and share, as well as live Zoom classes. So it really is the place to take the what into the how. So whatever I'm talking about on the podcast, it's really that place where the rubber meets the road. That's what the Patreon is designed to be. And for the month of June, we are focused on attuning to the spirits of plants, fungi, and trees. And attunement is a practice that harmonizes our energy with the green kingdom, with the plant kingdom, to really support plant-spirit communication. Plants, fungi, and trees do communicate, um, and they are amazing elders, teachers, guides. They can support your life. Uh, much like a spirit guide does or an ancestor, if you have any connection to those or if you feel connected to perhaps you have an affinity for angels or certain different spiritual beings, whatever that looks like for you. Um, My experience is that plants can serve that role and they can serve that role well because they are really firmly and literally rooted (laughs) on this earth. So they have this amazing ability to bridge the human and the spiritual. I mean, just so wise. Um, And so attunement is really a practice to be able to align ourselves so that we can experience that communication. And this month actually I'm offering extra goodies that I have not offered before. And that is that anyone who joins at the $27 a month level actually has the opportunity to join a very special summer solstice ritual and plants attunement class. Uh, usually, my live classes are reserved for folks at the forty-seven dollar and above tier level. And this month, I've really opened it up um, and tried to make it extremely accessible, so that you get an opportunity to really come in <clears throat> and see what is it like to be in the Patreon for a month um, at a rate that's the cost of just a couple of cups of coffee or tea, and um, or you could say maybe two lunches out, something like that. And in addition to this uh, ritual and this class, if you want to, you will also receive a bottle of my vibrational foxglove and Lemurian quartz flower essence, which I'll talk a little bit more about later in this episode because foxglove makes an appearance in this episode and um, it's important to note that that vibrational essence right now is not available for purchase anywhere else. It's only going to be available to patrons. So if you're interested in all of that and more, you can learn more and join by heading on over to patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. And if becoming a patron is outside of your financial ability right now, let's say that you really, really like ten an extra $10 a month or an extra $27 a month, uh, for you is really going to impact your ability to take care of basic needs like your your groceries and your, uh, you know, um, and your housing and things like that, then I, I totally get it and compassion goes out to you. I know a lot of folks are struggling right now with inflation and everything else that's happening, and there's another way that you can support the podcast that is also very, very well received by me, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and that is to share this episode on your social media channels with loved ones and um, providing a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts, ideally five star. Um, something that is possible now both through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's quite um, easy and straightforward to rate and give a review, which is wonderful. So I just want to thank, send a thank you to uh, the folks who have already joined as patrons, who have shared the podcast, who have given a five-star rating, your support really means the world to me and gives me the ability to really continue to create this podcast. And I continue creating this podcast for two reasons. One, I enjoy it. I find it fun. It's a great way to really be able to share the generous teachings that have been shared to me by the plants and um, the powers that work in my life and the teachers and mentors that I've had and also um, because I received such great feedback that so many of you have been following this podcast for a long time, and it really has positively impacted your life. So that's what fuels me to continue to show up here, and um, if you're continuing to enjoy it, I hope that you might consider uh, reciprocally uh, returning support in some way, whether that's through joining Patreon or sharing a review. So if each of us, let's kind of dive in now to the the topic i want to talk about this week this idea of self-reliance which i've touched on i believe in other episodes sometimes <laughs> sometimes what i touch on gets a little bit blurry because i i am teaching so much all the time you know through this podcast then through patreon classes and then through my one-on-one sessions and then sometimes through workshops i lead um but I'm pretty sure that I've kind of gently touched on this before. But today, I really want to dive deep into this idea of self-reliance. And if each of us were to really kind of sit down and trace our ancestral lineages back, we would discover that there are many things in common. But the one I want to focus on for now is that earlier in our lineages, our ancestors saw plants, trees, and fungi as having consciousness, You know, much like animals and humans, and perhaps that perspective continues for you today and was taught to you by your ancestors, which in, in that case, gosh, what a blessing. I'm so grateful that that's happened for you. What a, what a gift. But for many of us, myself included, in, in many ways, that worldview was severed and lost and not transitioned and not passed on in the lineages. And it was broken and even diminished And this severance from kinship with nature and earth is, you know, I believe one of the core roots to human suffering in the modern era. It is like this um, unspoken trauma that we're all living with. And I do believe it's not the exclusive factor, but it is a factor that fuels violence that we see on the news. It is a factor that fuels... Environmental destruction of our planet. It's a a root that fuels the painful relationships we have with different parts of our very own selves and each other. And when boiled down, I would say this severance is separation. And separation from the nurturing nature of life available to us when we consciously participate in reciprocal relationships with beings we share this planet with, you know, humans, animals, and plants alike. And I see plant spirits really as the medicine that many of us need so desperately right now to heal this traumatic wounding. Yes, I do believe that separation from kinship with nature is a trauma. And maybe even one of our first relational traumas that we all exist, you know, we all experience. And it's against our original blueprint. And it's one of those traumas that's so Um, I would say unseeable because we generally don't talk about it in culture. We generally don't have a concrete name for it. But the way that I see it show up in people time and time again is this aching, this very deep aching for belonging to sense of home and place. And this trauma, I believe, is at the root of that. So this false separation really denies aspects of ourselves because as much as we want to believe that we're separate from nature, we're not. And when we believe we're separate from nature, we also then separate from parts of ourselves. So why do we so strongly believe we are separate from nature? Well, I mean, there's a lot of history we could cover here, but you could find that in in other sources. And I'm not a historian. That's That's not my sacred role or my training. Um, I'm a bridge keeper. I'm a medicine person. I'm a bridge keeper that uh, keeps and tends and helps people transverse and and relate to between the human and spirit worlds. And I'm a medicine person that has a deep relationship with plants, fungi, and trees in my life. So instead, this this episode is going to focus on that rooting from where I'm coming from. But if you are curious about some of the history. I do recommend you start digging into some of the history of your own ancestors. It's definitely something that has been at the center of my own personal exploration for many, many years now, and has been so um, nourishing to that ache that was deep inside of me. And, you know, exploring the history of your ancestors and their lost indigenous earth-based practices, they exist. If you have not had that passed down, if you have not had a worldview passed down that recognizes the consciousness of life, if you trace your lineage back far enough, you'll find it. And that would be where you'll find the threads for what I'm talking about historically. So one of the core reasons we maintain the illusion of separation is an imbalanced emphasis on self-reliance. And that's really what I want to be the centerpiece of this episode. When I look up the word, you know, self-reliance, I find the following definition in the Oxford Dictionary, and that is, quote, reliance on one's own powers and resources rather than those of others, end quote. And when I keep digging with this word, I find that there's a lot of references to an 1841 essay by American Transcendentalist philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson titled Self-Reliance. And he argues in this essay for the need of each individual to avoid conformity and false consistency and follow their own instincts and ideas. Okay, so, you know... This is the tricky part. I don't know if it was all Emerson's doing. I'm guessing there was a lot of pieces that con- contributed to this. But in that idea, is this conflation, the sticky conflation between this idea of wanting to honor one's own path, like wanting to follow one's own one own's truth, and a staunch idea that we therefore must do everything alone. Somehow, those two things got coupled together, and. I would say when those two pieces get coupled together, this idea of, I I wanna honor my own path and I have to do everything alone, when they couple together, this produces a version of self-reliance that I would say is very out of balance. And we can think of this as maybe the opposite end of the spectrum from the unhealthy dynamic codependence. So if, if codependence is an out of balance relational dynamic, where we just you know, lose ourselves in the face of others and our thermometer, our internal thermometer is entirely dependent on the other's kind of external thermometer. Our emotional state is completely dependent on the other's emotional state. Then I would say that staunch self-reliance is out of balance dynamic that's on the opposite end of that spectrum. So you have codependence on one side, you have staunch self-reliance on the other end. They're both out of balance. They're both out of balance dynamics that are not healthy. And with self-reliance, when we're really, really kind of staunchly in that camp, it denies relationship. And for me, it's not an either-or thing. A healthy relational dynamic inside of ourselves and with others, it's not an either-or. In fact, I believe the best way we really honor our own path is by acknowledging the immense support we do have. You know, (laughs) like everything I share in my work is not just from me. And actually, I don't really believe that anything is actually just from me personally. I think that what anything good that comes through me is a result of the powers that support my life, is a result of this, this higher soul consciousness that's inside of me, is a result of amazing teachers and friends and mentors and, you know... Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> it's not just me. It's not exclusively me. So I really believe the best way we, we honor our own path is by, is by acknowledging the immense support we do have. And, and then from this place of genuine grounded humility, we can walk a balance of honoring our own individual needs and acknowledging the relational nature of life on earth because we did show up here in relationship with others even if you isolate yourself from all humans it's impossible <laughs> not to be in relationship with life you know you need food to survive food comes from plants you have a then therefore very intimate relationship with plants if you eat meat you have an intimate relationship With animals, you have to drink water. That's an intimate relationship with the element of water. I mean, I could just go on, (laughs) you know? Okay, I digress. So an overemphasis overemphasis on self-reliance is, I would say, a defense mechanism. I'm going to say that again. An overemphasis, an out-of-balance, staunch idea of self-reliance. I have to do everything alone is a defense mechanism. And it's a defense mechanism that many of us normalize. Gosh, I would even say we don't just normalize, sometimes we like tout it like, you know? I see this happen a lot in um, the business world, this idea of quote unquote self made millionaire. No, no you're not, that's not true. (laughs) So many people were involved in your life for you to so like to have this abundance, like, no, that's not true. It's a defense mechanism, and this defense mechanism, uh you know, ignoring the shadow nature of this pattern born from a desire to protect ourselves, is out of fear, right So we often have this shadow nature of this pattern of self-reliance just developed to protect ourselves It's like this you know, hardened shell that we develop around our hearts, really. And I see this tangle of desire for honoring one's unique path and the pressure to be completely self-reliant in my client work all of the time, all of the time, all of the time, all of the time. All of the time. Um, I tend to uh, attract some of my clients, tend to be quite um, independent, you know, strong... Uh, driven folks. And many times they they don't even realize they're in this very, very staunch uh, camp of self-reliance and it hurts them a lot. And I've learned, you know, over the years that people sometimes feel shame about the fact when they show up to do work with me, that they are struggling with healing or shifting certain areas of their lives. And I will often hear people say sometimes like, you know, why can't I figure this out myself? Um, and the implicit idea that if they cannot figure out something themselves, then, well, there must be something wrong with them, like they're broken. <laughs> no, you're not broken. You're not broken. We're not meant to figure out everything by ourselves. We're not. Um, I mean, I, just, I could just go on and on about this. We're not meant to figure out everything by ourselves. And then other times I notice, you know, clients I work with feeling judgmental towards themselves, Um, like this inner judge uh, comes out when they discover, you know, an unconscious pattern in session with me that they haven't seen before. And then they think to themselves, you know, they might say like, you know, why didn't I see this before? And how could I have missed that? And, you know, those could be the responses. And I think it's really important to shift these dynamics in our culture because, it's important to recognize that we're never meant to do all of our healing and all of our growth work alone in a vacuum. Like that, first of all, we're just too close to our own stuff. I mean, I'm just going to be real. You know, someone asked me, this is a question sometimes I'll get from people. Folks will ask me like, um, maybe we're completing a chapter of work together. And then they'll say, well, how can I continue like working with my shadow with the, you know, how can I continue like um, finding those unconscious parts of myself, um, on my own. And I'm not, really, not really sure that we fully can because we're just too close to it. I mean, there's a reason that I have, you know, been in what I consider supervisor, uh, supervising, uh, sessions with another practitioner since even before I started doing this work full time. Um, because, Even I have my blind spots. We all do. Um, So I think it's, you know, that's one area where we really need to let go of this idea of self-reliance and I have to do it all alone, particularly if what we're exploring intersects with relationships, you know? How is it possible that we can heal relational dynamics and trauma and wounds outside of a relational field? Well, I'm not sure we fully can. I think the way that we do heal that is through a healthy relational field, And so it's time to really stop beating ourselves up for seeking support and instead start celebrating that support exists and is available. And gosh, what a gift to have and receive support and to practice asking and receiving and what a gift to be in relationship with others, whether that's receiving support for our own healing and growth or receiving support when we feel, um, you know, overwhelmed or receiving support when, you know, we're a mom and we have our kids and we need someone to help with, you know, help like take a load off of us like whatever it is like what a gift to be in relationship with others and to be able to rely on others so where do the plants come in with this well i believe plants can mirror for us a healthy relational dynamic and as 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 well as you know support us to start healing our relational dynamics through their loving and wise presence so in other words like as we start to relate to plant spirits I find that it then starts to heal the relational field and might make it a little bit softer uh easier for us to then start to 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 open up to more of the relational field with humans because we realize oh you know there are there 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 are uh there is support that I can rely on in this life and there is there is wisdom in in having um external support in addition to our own internal support. So let's just try briefly a visualization exercise. This is just a short one. So I want you to imagine for the next few moments to bring to mind a wild place in nature with plant life that you have visited. And it could be, you know, a favorite place that you visit often or one that you visited a long time ago that just continues to stick with you until now. And as you take in that scene, I wanna invite you to notice what do you notice about the plants? Is there only one plant there? Are there many plants? And what do you notice their relationship to themselves individually and together collectively? You're just kind of like scanning and noticing. So as I look out my front window into the forest, you know, while I'm doing this podcast right now with you, I see a huge diversity of plant life. I see uh, tall plants. I see short plants. I see trees. I see shrubs. I see a community of plants living together and for each other. None of the plants exist alone. What is a forest? I mean, other than the whole ecosystem, right? That's where I live. And none of them subsist alone. Each of them requires soil and uh, bacteria and nutrients and fungi sometimes, and sometimes other plants even to thrive. And without those relationships, the plants die. So now I want you to consider our relationship as humans to the plant world. There are some plants we have literally co-evolved with. For example, many of the food plants that we grow have developed in a way to rely on humans and vice versa. And when they thrive, we thrive and vice versa, right? So we have this deep relationship where there are some plants um, that rely on us to grow and germinate and we rely on them for food. So let's circle back to this idea of self-reliance again. I wanna name that personal initiative is important. I'm not saying we have to have no personal initiative. Again, this is, that's then an out of balance dynamic. Said I'm inviting some balance. However, when personal initiative goes so far that it's at the expense of relying at all on others, then we're out of balance. And this defense mechanism honestly keeps us from vulnerably connecting with others in a meaningful way, as well as ourselves. And that's kind of like a plant stressed and struggling to survive without the right nutrients. And honestly, I find when I've done this exploration with clients over the years, that folks who are staunchly self-reliant are deeply starved of meaningful connection. Like when you get under that defense mechanism, there's this vulnerability of just being really hungry to know that they, like someone's got their back, to know that they can rely on people, to know like just parts of them that are super hungry to offload this idea of needing to do everything alone. Yeah. So developing relationships with plant spirits can be one way. That I believe can bring us back into balance, and maybe it's a way that feels a little bit safer, a little bit more accessible um, than trying to start that bridge with other humans. Let's say, which we need to do eventually. It's kind of like this is a, it's a both and, right? I would say that because first, plants are plant spirits are really wise teachers. I have talked about them and their wisdom in the past, but plant spirits really don't have the same ego consciousness that humans do. And so as a result, they remain closer to the original spirit of life, the original blueprint, and therefore can be really powerful teachers, elders, and friends on our path. And I think they can mirror back for us. They can mirror back our original blueprint that maybe we've gotten disconnected from. And can mirror back for us us, that, like, spirit side of us, that also in a modern day we've really neglected. Uh, You know, I was in a class recently and I really appreciated this. I was sitting with an indigenous elder and he was talking about how, in his uh, community, in his tradition, they understand through their cosmology, through their cosmic, cosmovision story, that, you know, 50% of life is material and 50% of life is. Is spiritual and um, part of the biggest challenge in and sickness, we could, we could say, in humanity at this time is totally ignoring the 50% of life as spiritual, which includes the, the 50% of our own spiritual self, like the self, the sense that we are both spirit and human, right? And I do believe that plants remind us of that, they mirror us. They deepen when we connect with plants in this way. They deepen our intuition. They naturally start to bring that spirit side back online. And I find that when we bridge our sense of relationship outside of humans and animal companions, it really softens something inside of us. It really starts to melt some of those guards and protections around our heart that we've outgrown And it's moving to connect with a plant spirit and be met with just this pure consciousness and wisdom and to recognize the magic of life that we're often disconnected from in our material-centered world. And as we build, you know, relationships with plant spirits, we we bring more balance to that spiritual and material that I was talking about. And we create balance between the mind and the heart and between the human and the other than human recognition and relational field. And if we are opening, if we're willing to open ourselves up to the support of plant spirits, then it feels like a little bit, tiny bit safer to open ourselves up to support from other humans. And then not to mention that I do find that plant spirits are amazing at supporting our own healing and um, and can be amazing allies in supporting us to heal uh, emotional Uh, wounding and trauma they're they're really effective at at helping us is is being an aid and support in that and so naturally as we start to heal those trauma dynamics that might be really unconscious for us then we can start to soften and this idea of needing to be self-reliant this protection mechanism uh, starts to fall away now, there's nothing wrong with personal protection mechanisms. Nothing wrong. They're designed to keep us safe. We all have them, and I would say that they are often born from younger versions of ourselves that keep us from what we desire the most. So they—they, they, it's like they keep us—they um, keep us in the illusion of safety. Like it, it supports our system, like to feel safe, but it also cuts us off from nourishment. And, you know, updated, mature versions of protection emerge from healthy emotional boundaries where we learn how to honor me while in relationship with you and lovingly holding the needs of you and me and we. You know, ultimately underneath the defense mechanism of an overactive sense of self-reliance is a desire to be with you while not forgetting me and it, it's a desire to have permission to be with, you know, to be fully me while I'm with you. If you're tracking what I'm saying, so in other words, to fully embody one's true, you know, truth while in relationship with others, that's the desire that's underneath the defense mechanism. But the defense mechanism doesn't allow that because it it, it, it isolates us from from the me. From, I mean, from the we, from the you, you know. And when we create space for this life-giving desire, then we can co-create a sense of true belonging. Um, If you want to explore this idea of belonging more, check out episode two of my podcast. Okay, so that brings me to how I want to close this episode. This month in my Patreon, the plant spirit that we'll be working with is Foxglove. And Foxglove is a poisonous plant spirit that has an affinity for the heart and an amazing ally for nurturing and healing heartbreak. A wound that, you know, often fuels an unbalanced sense of self-reliance. Again, usually underneath this idea of I have to do everything alone is heartbreak. And Foxglove has a gift for bringing light to our heart space when we feel weighed down and heavy by life. Um, you know, in other words, I have learned that Foxglove has a act, you know, like a, a gift for connecting us to our heart space and cultivating a sense of safety to really open up that heart space. And I've had a lot of conversations with Foxglove lately, You know, both in my spiritual work with the plants as well as planting them on my land where I live here on the mountain. And Foxglove has really taught me about the power to heal our nervous system when we return to our heart. And the importance of healing heartbreak to open back up to pure delight. That's the nourishment, okay? So like when we are so out of balance that we're just focused on self-reliance and we've got these like, you know, ironclad walls around us of like, I'll just do everything myself. It's easier just to do everything myself. Also, that's another thing I hear all the time. Well, it's just easier to do everything myself. I wouldn't say no, it's not easier. It's, It's familiar. It's familiar. So when we're in that place of it's familiar to do everything myself. And I have this protection mechanism up. I have this, these walls that are up that are born from maybe a sense of heartbreak, a sense of disappointment in the past. Then that cuts me off from the nourishment. And the nourishment is pure delight, is joy. We can't really access that in that way, in the same way as my discovery. And, and Fox Love has really, really brought this home to me, brought this idea and this teaching home. You know, because fox Fox love is really a master of the heart. And when I met the spirit of the plant for the first time, they appeared to me as a woman. And and she told me that she opens people up to pure delight and carries the secret of happiness, which of course, as I continued to work with her, it helped me recognize that happiness lives from the simple yet sometimes challenging act of softening and living from our hearts which is the home space of our soul, and releasing the wounds and protection mechanisms that keep us from experiencing the goodness in ourselves and life, which is ultimately the permission to feel happy. And so many of us say we want to feel happy, or we might even say we feel happy, but how many of us soften and open our hearts enough to truly truly feel it, you know, and to receive it deep in our bones and our tissues, staying with it long enough to know it's intimate mapping on our body, exactly what it feels like, and to describe in detail the sensation of happy. Well, I would say, you know, not many. And, you know, one of the defense mechanisms that keeps us from our own happiness is this imbalance of too much self-reliance and a guarding from healthy vulnerability. That's the emphasis, healthy vulnerability. You know, Foxglove has the ability to crack us open to the tender spots in our heart uh, to allow more of our light to come in, a plant with affinity for the spirit and angelic realms, and I believe a great remedy for these very, very heavy times. So I share this because, number one, Foxglove was like kind of tapping me on the shoulder the whole time while I was preparing this podcast and was like, I have something to say. (laughs) I want want you to share these these kind of wisdom teachings that I've shared with you. Second of all, because I think this is a really great concrete example of what becomes possible with plant-spirit relationships and the kind of wisdom that can come through and how that can actually guide us in our life if we integrate it and teach us about ourselves and maybe change the Uh, relationships we have with ourselves and with others in a, you know, for the better. And then lastly, because, you know, I want to, I wanted to share this as a invitation to keep learning more about Foxglove. So if you want to learn more about the wisdom of Foxglove, which like I said, I think has a unique role in this heavy time. um, And you want to have the chance to work with the plant directly through my Plant and uh, plant, you know, flower and stone essence. Then I want to invite you to join my Patreon. And this month, I'm releasing a podcast episode that is dedicated to foxglove. Each month, we have a plant spirit that's like the ally for the month, and foxglove is is this month's ally. So I'll be releasing that soon, and I'll also be gifting all Patreons who want one. Um, that are at the $27 and above level, a bottle of my Foxglove and Lemurian quartz vibrational flower essence, which is handcrafted by me in my mountain garden. I think this is something interesting to say, you know, why did I make a flower essence? Well, I decided to make one because the plant asked me to. Um, I tend to wait for that kind of invitation more so than seeing a plant and thinking I have to make an essence from them. So the plant asked me to. And when I was finished, I remember thinking that I had like actually created a, I made like a ton of essence. Like I have a giant jar of foxglove essence now. And I remember when I finished, I thought to myself like, well, <laughs> what am I going to do with that much essence? Is it because like, wow, am I going to like need that much essence in the years to come? Maybe, maybe. Um, so I just kind of kept thinking like, gosh, this is interesting. This is like way more than any amount of essence I've ever made. But then, um, soon after that happened, Foxglove started nudging me and started to sit, tell me, you know, like, Hey, um, I invited you to make this essence. And I invited you to make this much of this essence because people need my medicine. So I need you to share it. And, um, so here I am, here I am sharing some of that in this episode, um, sharing more of that in the Patreon, and literally sharing the essence to patrons who join at the $27 and above month level. So you can learn more about my Patreon at the link in the show notes on my website or at patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B-E-R-G. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, If you did, please share it with one friend and consider giving it a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you want to dive deeper, make sure to check out my Patreon where I teach about the ordinary and the extraordinary world of plant spirits, uh, how they're here to guide us, how they can support us in our healing. And that includes, by the way, houseplants. So make sure to check that out. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope that this podcast serves you well. And as always, I leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me. I hope you loved the episode and it enriches you just as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed this episode, consider becoming a Patreon. You can join starting at $10 a month. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash Marcy Moberg. Another way to support the podcast is through reviews. I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and share your rating and review, ideally five stars. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at marcimoberg.com. Until next time, remember that being you takes courage. Lots of love.